Hello there, wrestling fans, and welcome to episode 117. 18. 118. Of the 118. internationally known Dudes at Ringside podcast, I am your host, hi Sam, Joe the Panther the Third. And now introducing from the top, 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 What's going on, Ringside Crew? What's going on, Internationally Known? What's going on, everybody? What's going on, Joe? Not too much. Gonna tell... Gotta go get your suitcase packed. Go tell mods and bring bring all the fun stuff, whatever we can find over there in Sweden. It's got to load the plan. We're going to Sweden. Go back to Sweden, dude. What do you think? That's awesome. I know we weren't there. Weren't we there like two weeks ago? Yeah, but we gotta go pack it. Gotta get some food. Cause yeah. let's give a war, dudes at ringside. Welcome to Allison. Hi guys. What's going on? How's it going? It's going very well. Uh, it's the middle of the night and uh, happy to be here. Thank <laughs> you for having me. Oh, no problem. Thank you for thank you for staying up so late to you know to come <laughs> on our podcast. <laughs> no problem whatsoever. <laughs> it's like yeah, so um if our fans aren't familiar with you, introduce yourself. All right. I am Alice Inc., a bona fide martial artist, um, a real fighter uh, through and through, stepping into the ring. That is my domain. And uh, I'm there to be the last person standing, no matter who I'm facing in the other corner. Awesome. 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 So uh, who, who trained you? In wrestling, um, I'm trained um, primarily in Stockholm wrestling. Uh, my first coaches were Marcus O'Man and uh, Paul Mangler Beck. Uh, both um, were experienced in the Sweden uh, Swedish scene, um, and then I'm also trained a bit with uh, Timmy Force, which is also one of the big names in um, in Sweden. And kind of after graduating from basic training, which you know you never really do. Still, the basic training always a thing. Uh, went on to um, to train a little bit on seminars and uh, those kind of things as well in different countries. Mm. So um, it's uh, it's a journey still ongoing. And before uh, before starting wrestling, obviously trained martial arts for quite a long time. I have twenty years uh, martial arts experience coming into wrestling. Training always a thing. Uh, went on to. Uh-huh. Um, train a little bit on seminars and uh, so what was was your first match like in front of a crowd my first match in front of a crowd was uh was actually a kid show uh in stockholm Uh, i did a tag uh tag match uh with um Kara, which is also one of the upcoming stars in in the swedish scene uh, and against uh marcus oman and bull manglebeck which was also my trainers so but it's, it was a really fun experience, and obviously working from a kids' crowd is very much different to 
working in front of the usual crowds we have in uh, in the Nordic scene. Uh, the usual crowds are quite rowdy. They're um, they're very much happy to be involved with the product. Um, they they scream and they uh, they feel things and they throw glasses over the stage. Really? Uh, so uh, oh yeah, that's that's the thing. <laughs> uh, but it's it's very fun to work in uh, in the Nordic countries. I have to say, it's I like the rowdy crowds. I really do. The kids shows obviously though a little bit calmer. The kids are still loving it though and really much, uh, really get into it a lot. Yeah. It's always good to know that the uh, the kids shows. In America, it's funny, like, there's kids here that in different countries, they'd be like, everybody stay calm, or everybody's just going to watch the match, and that's it. There's kids we've heard from people we've talked to from promotions that kids have been kicked, little kids, kicked out of a wrestling event because they say stuff that are like, what are you doing saying that to an oh, adult? wow. Yeah. Oh, yes. Okay. Yeah, not gonna say what uh, they said, but the the kid got kicked out by saying something to the wrestler, and a whole group of them from a camp kicked out, gone. There you go. Uh, that has not happened as far as I can tell here. Not when I've been on the scene, at least. Um, but yeah, obviously, kids can get upset sometimes with what's going on. That has happened. Um, wrestlers coming up and stealing their popcorns and that kind of stuff. And I mean, that's not always. Uh, <laughs> That's not always what they're expecting, especially Pete, if they don't know wrestling beforehand. Uh, I think Pete would do something like that. <laughs> would steal their popcorn, you know? <laughs> well, I mean, who, who wouldn't go for the popcorn, to be fair, though? <laughs> the, the, well, if you go to certain shows, the price of the popcorn, then you get mad. That popcorn cost me $15, you jerk. <laughs> That's the whole weekly allowance coming up. There goes all, all that mallows lawns I mowed, all those all those babies I had to sit, and you steal my popcorn, you son of a bitch. Oh well, yeah. <laughs> no, but I mean it is all fun and games though when it comes to those kind of things, I think. Uh, and most kids enjoy it a lot, like I said, so uh, but obviously, sometimes it gets a little bit too much for certain ones, and then they have to be taken out of the um, out of the audience. Uh, but um, yeah, that's more for the kids' sake than anyone else, I'd say. But it's res- wrestling is it's not um, it's not something you grow up with here usually. Uh, mm-hmm. It's not it's nothing you're exposed to the same way it might be in like uh, in the states or um, uh, England as well, um, Great Britain. So it's it's a lot of kids come to the show seeing it live the first time they're ever exposed to it. So it can be a bit of an experience. Yeah, like I, in America, you you're like it sounds horrible to say you're like grown as a child. You're just tossed in front of a TV to watch professional wrestling. It, like most time, it's like to watch cartoons. But my I was born in the eighties. You were either tossed in front of the TV to watch real Ghostbusters, Ninja Turtles, or WWF. Yeah, hold, hold that thought, Joe, because I just wanted to say, um, going back to what you were just saying about the um, the working the parties and stuff and working heel, actually, Chad Epic actually did make a good point about it on our podcast a little while ago. He did say that the parents pay for that stuff. Yeah, yeah, they pay for it. They pay for it. They pay for that stuff, so 
it's like, oh, you could get mad at you could get mad at me, but yet you're paying for me to be mean to you. So there you go. <laughs> Very true. I mean, that's what people pay front row tickets for in all type of wrestling shows. They want to have the sweat splatter on them or get a wrestler in the knee. That's kind of that kind of what it's about, I think. Oh, what's up, Stefan? What's up, Stefan? How's it going? Hey, Stefan. How you doing? Hi, Stefan. <laughs> what's going on, dude? Yeah. <laughs> Glad you it's probably like, made it to the party. Yeah, welcome to the party. It's like you're right, um, Alice. It's like parents pay for it, but they I don't think they expect their kids to go to a show and drop like an F bomb and just like <laughs> disrespect a female wrestler saying certain nasty things or a, a male yeah. wrestler say something nasty to him. They pay it for them to come to the show, but they don't want their kid kicked out like a freaking soccer ball. <laughs> like <laughs> a soccer event. Bye. <laughs> like gone. You know? No. Well, I mean, don't be too sure though. I've seen, especially from martial arts group, um, kids trainings, which I've done quite a bit of as well. Um, I mean, you do throw kids out of the dojo sometimes for not behaving. And then you talk to the parents afterwards and they're like, yeah, so good you did that because now they're going to learn. So I do think parents actually do pay for that sometimes yeah. just to have someone else take the confrontation. So, so what kind of swords do you have? It's a little random question there. <laughs> That's perfectly fine. I have uh, one katana. Uh, then I have another little shorter sword that is more of a fantasy style um, makeup on it. And then I have a tanto, which is a Japanese knife. It's a little bit longer than, than your regular butcher knife, basically. That's awesome. I always think that it's swords, fun. I always say that swords could like, you could have fun with them. You just got, it's like, here we go. It's like, it's swords to me, owning a sword is like owning one of those really scary lizards. Uh, what do they call the ones that, uh, dragons whatever it's like owning a dragon you could um either really really cool and looks really intimidating or you could put your hand in and bite you and you'll be like oh my god no i'm dying <laughs> you don't know, like that it's very careful with them the way you handle like see i got cut by a, a school a work blade t- two days ago oh. yeah Ow. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I forgot to close it, and I put it by my arm, and I was like this, and I was like, ah, no, no. <laughs> oh, well, I mean, yeah, it's no fun when that happens, though, uh, especially when you take the, um, the sword out of the, um, is it called shed? You have yeah. to help me, I think, yeah. Um, there's a big risk of, like, cutting your thumbs up and that kind of stuff, but usually quite fine, though. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. very fun playing with. I would rather have a dragon, though, if I could, I have to say. Yeah. Yeah, my girlfriend has a katana sword, so, so. Yeah, so you know, don't mess yeah. with her. Don't yeah. mess with her at all. Yeah, so. you come home and find her like, who? I, 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 I hacked dudes at ringside page. Who's that girl that messaged you today? I said, Jack. <laughs> Damn it! Why'd she say she loved you? That was toward Joe. <laughs> Why is she telling Joe that? Because <laughs> he's he's a nice guy. <laughs> You're gonna edit all of this out later, right? Yeah. Uh, no. <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's me. Just me. Daniel. Geek. Ma- Ma- the mod queen knows that I'm I'm funny and practical. 
So, do you collect anything else but your but, but your um but your blades and everything? Do you collect anything? Uh, don't really collect things as much, but if I find things I um, I like, I tend to uh, yeah, obviously things collect <laughs> over time. Uh, but I do like books, um, so I have quite a few of those. To be fair, a lot of like serious Terry Pratchett books is. Uh, I think I have almost the whole collection at this point. Uh, so it depends what you call a collection, obviously. And it was different different uh, back in the day, though, when you have to like you have to buy CDs to listen to music. Then I had yeah. so much of that, but obviously now with Spotify, that is not as um, as urgent anymore. Yeah. So who who would you say some of your inspirations are growing up to want to become a wrestler? Um, well, I wasn't really thinking of becoming a wrestler until uh, stepping into the ring. Uh, I accidentally ended up in a tryout, or accidentally, because I didn't know it was a tryout. I had a friend uh, bringing me along because she wanted to go and um, thought it could be could be fun with company. And we'd gone and seen a couple of live shows together, so it wasn't out of the realms. She had also done martial arts beforehand. Uh, but we went together to try out and uh, got picked out. So, and the tryout was so much fun. Uh, just the dynamic with working with the uh, different people there. Obviously, they were all just as green on this as I was. <laughs> but um, it's something about it. it's kind of love at the first bump, I usually say. Um, so I, I didn't have any plans to become a wrestler until I actually started with the training. Uh, but obviously growing up, so many martial arts movies. I've, I had a dream of becoming a stunt woman for a long time. Mm. So it's kind of like, it's, it's, not, it's not that far from what I actually wanted to begin with. Uh, so many similarities. but And I've said over and over again, I think at this point, that with all the martial arts training I've done, uh, wrestling is still by far the hardest um, the hardest form of call it martial arts, maybe or call it uh, call it art form, uh, maybe more uh, relevant in this case. But it's like it's so it's so hard. It's so many different things all together, and so many things to consider in every second. Uh, martial arts is hard. Uh, it's hard to learn. Bodies are different. You need to learn to maneuver different, different weights, different shapes, um, obviously, and as well as your own. Uh, you don't have to take all of these other things into consideration the same way. So, yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, I'm so happy that I actually found wrestling because it is a very obscure thing in Sweden or in the Nordics. Uh, hopefully, though, it's, it has potential to grow. The audience we have is uh, very dedicated. Uh, so we can hopefully make this bigger in the future. But right now, it's it's not that many of us doing this. So f- stumbling upon it, it's kind of like, that's a gift. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. That many wrestlers over there in the Nordic scene that, like, in America, you could name about 50 wrestlers, male or female, and, like, a board. Uh, no, him, 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 him. I guess by you, it's not many. It's just, like... Certain I think we're, oh, sorry. Yeah. No, 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 no worries. Uh, I think we're about 50 wrestlers in Sweden, maybe, that are actually active. So, wow. And uh, that's the entire country. Wow. Uh, yeah. That's so not we, I mean, much. We, 
It is not, um, but we do travel a lot between promotions and also with the other Nordic countries. Um, we do have quite a lot of exchange of talent, so that's kind of how we make the, the shows work, because obviously everyone can't be active at the same time. Um, but I mean, there's, there's always a promotion uh, doing something, or it was at least until, up until COVID. Uh, there was at least two, three shows a month somewhere, like a four-hour train ride away, so... Distance is not that. I mean, it's not a huge country. Obviously, it's not. It's not like uh, America, which is obviously. I mean, it could be could easily be multiple countries in one, basically. Yeah. So. Yeah. Totally. So. Um, yeah. What kind of belt would you say you are or were? In uh, martial Mar- arts. Mar- martial yes. arts. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I have a black belt in karate and a black belt in jiu jitsu. Yeah. And I've also trained quite a bit of kickboxing, but I never I never took any belts in it because. It's not something you have to do that. So if you ever came to the States, there's a promotion here that has it has a lot of professional wrestlers in it that are trained in martial arts. What was the name of the promotion, Geek? It was like U, it was like C. UFC, not, not UFC. It's uh, UFC, UFC. Ultimate, Ultimate Fighting Unlimited or something like that. Oh, yeah. You'd be, you'd be perfect for them because you know how to wrestle and you know martial arts. So you'd be... There's a girl. I think you and Lady Frost would be a good match. Ooh. Yeah, Lady Frost. That's interesting. Yeah. I we were talking with uh, Megan. It's on the podcast. She hits really hard. You know that Lady Frost is a stiff fighter. Well, I mean that means she can hit back, so that's perfectly fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So you and your Lady Frost would be a great match. So. What, what that would kind be of, cool. Yeah. So who would you say like? Your favorite martial artist are you would say? Oh, um, I mean, there's so many good ones. I mean, I I love Donnie Jen, for example. Um, but I I I've, I grew up with um, obviously Bruce Lee is one of them, mm-hmm. but I'd say Jackie Chan, hands down. Jackie Chan. Uh, his 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 way of um, his way of portraying fighting is absolutely amazing to me. Uh, and there's so much wrestling in that as well, because if, if you look at how he uses the surroundings, it's kind of like, yeah, he bounces on walls, kind of like a wrestler bounces on ropes. Mm-hmm. So it kind of makes sense how how he builds his um, he, his, uh, his stunts in movies and his sequences he does uh, with everything around. It's, I mean, yeah, it, it is wrestling in a way. Um, or maybe wrestling is, uh, or maybe the movie's inspired by wrestling. I don't know, but it's something there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then obviously the comedic part of it as well, I think is absolutely awesome. Yeah. Like I grew up with the Bruce Lee's also, but like, it's funny. I watched like enter the dragon and I never did martial arts. I'm just, I do swimming with high school or stuff like that. But I would watch enter the dragon like religiously to watch his slick moves, how he moved things around. And like, as I said, I never did martial arts, but then when I'm at work and I'm blocking my shelves at Key Food, I like when a can's gonna fall, either I stop it like wah from hitting myself in the face, or if it's falling, I go. Whoosh. I'm like, whoa! All those Bruce Lee moves I watched as a kid in those movies. My hands are like a cat. I'm like, see, it's engraved. Yeah, I got it. I would say my favorite um, martial arts movie would have to be Kill Bill, without a doubt. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Kill Bill's, like Quentin Tarantino's 
uh, Kill Bill. Probably my favorite movie. So it is a great movie. I agree. Yeah. Geek and I religiously I mean, used to watch that in college all the time. Oh like my that. god, dude! When uh, they they used to have the swords, and they, <laughs> Joe Joe knows that scene I'm about to talk yep. about, right? Yep. Where where like um, Uber Thurman takes the sword, cuts the person's arm off, and just you hear. Pssst. That's yes. it. All you hear. Geek and I would always do it like what? <laughs> <laughs> you yeah. just uh, yes, uh, that's exactly us. right. When we say exactly right. we'd fake fight like wah 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 wah, and, <laughs> and he would go, I go, Hoo-yah! and you go, ow. <laughs> you hear the... <laughs> it's like perfect. Oh, I found my other, my Heather Hanky. <laughs> yeah, that. No, I, I'm... Dead. no, no. no. <laughs> No, but I mean they're absolutely awesome movies. I agree, and I think I think the fight with the um, oh, what are they called the one hundreds. Yeah, yeah. The, end, the ending. Uh, That's, you're talking about the ending, right? Yeah. Is that is that too soon? <laughs> yeah. Everyone's seen it, right? Yeah. No, but yeah. I, I mean that scene is absolutely awesome. I've seen that like a thousand times as well. The mod loves that movie too, by the way. Even though she can't stand the blood, the blade scenes at the end of the movie, but she absolutely loves it because of the martial arts in the movie. <laughs> but that's kind of what Tarantino does so well. When he does something like blood, for example, he exaggerates it so much, uh-huh. so it's not the same. It, it doesn't have the same impact. I mean, it has the impact for the for the scene and for the. It hasn't the same emotional impact that it might have. It would be more realistically done. It's like when you're saying like it's. Yeah, it's just coming out of your arm. It's like squirting it all over the place. It's um, I think exactly. I think that kind of works better, and it's, it's desensitizing in a way, but it still adds to the story. Yeah. So I, I think that's so brilliantly done. Yeah, hundred percent. Like he exaggerates, he exaggerates every single thing in the movie. Well, you know, yeah. it's not realistic, is what I'm trying to say. You know? No, 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 exactly. It's like uh, what what he's trying to tell and what he what he needs to tell the story is so much less than what he actually does, but he knows yeah. he knows he turns it up with such a great like calculation of how much to how much he can get away with basically, and he does all of that. Not not only that the f- 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 uh, was it the cinematography that he does he knows what he wants for music he knows what actors he wants he knows okay I want to film this shot and I want it this way. So he knows how to film, you know? Oh, yeah. Would, would you think Tarantino would have been a good director if they if he did his own version of Saw, the way he does blood? Ooh. That's an interesting question. I don't, but I don't, I don't, I don't think, think that's his type of movie. No, no. I think I, it would be a completely different movie if he did it. I think Tarantino likes more the old style, like the very yeah. old style, like the 1960s, the 1940s, the 1800s, like, uh, what is it? Martial arts. You know, he's so, not really something. I'm saying that is, you know, Tarantino likes to go back. Because remember he did the vampire movie he did back in the day? The, that, was, the, the, that wasn't him. Yeah, it was. That was Robert, Rod- that was Robert Rodriguez. Are you sure it wasn't Tarantino? He did that a vampire was, till, till dusk, till dawn? I think that was Robert Rodriguez, dude. 
I thought that was Tarantino. No, that was Robert. He, he might have helped. He might have helped out. Alice, how we go from wrestling to movies? <laughs> We're nerds. <laughs> That's perfectly fine, I think. Yeah. And I mean, I. I I always love when people go off script because that's where the most interesting discussions happen. Yeah. So, sometimes me and Joe are just random and people hate us for that. Yeah. But, but, you know, but it's like, you know, sometimes you can't help it. You know, it's like we're just recording conversations. That's all we're doing. Or as exactly. I said, a year ago today, me and Geek would just be sitting in our rooms talking, yelling at each other on the phone about something stupid that just happened on SmackDown or Raw or whatever he saw on AEW or Impact. Now we sit into on the internet and talk to wrestlers from all over the world. I mean, that is pretty cool, isn't it? Yeah. And I have female... I, I'm friends with a lot... When I was in college, high school, I was friends with a lot of females. Some guys, a lot more girls. Now I'm pretty much best friends with female wrestlers from all over the world. From... Where you're from, to Shorty from the UK, to Kiara, to Alfie from the UK. It's like we now have friends from all over the world. <laughs> like, I'm going to have to start giving people my address for Christmas cards. Like, <laughs> <laughs> no, but that is so cool, though. And I mean, how um, I'm thinking as well with social media and how it's, uh, it's such an huge part of the wrestling scene as well yeah. and the connections you get and like uh i mean being able to sit like this and talk to to you guys is absolutely awesome it would not have happened if i hadn't stepped into the ring <laughs> that yeah. day so i mean it's really wrestling does connect people all over the world because it's kind of like a, the mutual interest uh, that connects all of these people from different parts of life uh, so yeah, it's it's really cool, I think, and it's it's you, usually when you have that kind of um, that kind of scene uh, in anything else, it's more local. I feel obviously music connects as well when you tour and those kind of things, but you don't have this type of conversations quite the same way with other wrestlers from across the world. Mm-hmm. I mean, not pod, podcast possibly, but I have private conversations with people half across the world as well. Uh, because they wrestle and you know that's that's what we talk about because yeah. it is such a specific thing and like like do you, do you ever get a chance to watch any of the wrestling that's in america to see like take notes to see who you want to like like hmm let me look let's say see who was on dudes at ringside okay your name's becca let me see if she's online i want to see what this girl's all about do you ever do that like See yeah. who you see on our podcast, and just see. I want to see if I want to wrestle this girl. I, can take her. I do actually. Um, I try try to. I try to figure out um, partly looking for inspiration, obviously, uh, but also kind of like mapping out uh, the scene in different areas a little bit, uh, and see and see what kind of gimmicks uh, are there. How can you work with those? How can you? How can you learn from other people? Because Obviously, coming into quite quite late, I haven't grown up with it. I haven't seen anything, everything already starting up. Uh, so everything was kind of new when I started out. And I watched like old wrestling, Japanese wrestling, old British wrestling, and obviously the new as well, the WWE and um, NXT and uh, AEW coming in. So all of this happened at the same time. 
everything is a mix. But that makes us so much more interesting as well to see what people are picking from where. Uh, so I'm, I'm absolutely fascinating with trying to learn about how people are um, how people are doing their social media for the gimmicks, for example, or how they're working the in between things, not just the actual wrestling, which is also something I'm very interested in. Obviously, I like trying to figure out new moves and try to try to see what I can learn. What what can I do? What can I modify to work for for my character and for my body? Yeah. So what what would you say the biggest? I'm sorry. What would you say the biggest difference between wrestling and martial arts is? The biggest difference. Ooh. Uh, I would probably say that the biggest difference. Well, kind of like I was talking about before as well. There's so many more different elements to wrestling than it is to martial arts. Uh, martial arts is it's you and it is the uh, the person uh, they're gonna fight, and mm-hmm. the. Th- your end goal is ending that match as fast as possible, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, wrestling, it is a different thing because you, you want to put on the best show possible, obviously. Yeah. It's not just about... I mean, the winning and losing thing is not, it's not really the same. Uh, it hasn't the same impact on this one because the, the, the winner of the evening is not necessarily the person that's standing in the end of the day. Uh, so... <laughs> It's it's a, it's a very different dynamic, and then yeah, all, all the audience and everything around it. Like you have to know what the ref are. You have to play to the audience. You have to know how to do this show as good as you can. Um, so so many different elements to it, and I think um, I don't really think they're in the same realm. They have definitely things uh, connecting them, uh, but it is a different. Uh, kind of a different beast to tame yeah. uh, wrestling is bloody hard that's for sure <laughs> definitely so is martial I, I arts yeah Sorry. oh yeah yeah so is martial arts. Def- you do the wrong move you're done you can get hurt really really bad knocked out oh, yeah. injuries happen but injuries can happen anytime any setting basically so it's kind of calculated risks that's the common between the two i guess um but yeah, I've, I've, to be fair, I've had my fair share of injuries in, in martial arts um, and in wrestling. Um, I'd say the injuries are um, more common in martial arts, but they're usually less dangerous. Mm. So it is, um, the impacts are um, not to be played around with. So... Uh... You go, Geek, and then I'll... No, 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 because I already answered two questions. Go so ahead. we were talking about this last night on the podcast. Um, how, how are you feeling about the Ring of Honor, all the stuff with Ring of Honor yesterday? Yeah, I... Well, I mean, it's it's a real shame, I think. Um, I think Ring of Honor really did... Um, they, they, had, they had a spot to fill, I think. I can see why it's a problem now, though, to to stay in the audience as the scene is looking. Uh, it's kind of like the ECW way of okay, we're going on a hiatus now, and I I'm very much doubting they're going to come back from that, unfortunately. But I do think it's a shame. I do think it's a shame about the NXT UK as well, um, probably disappearing. So yeah. Yeah, they're bringing over all the talent from uh, until. At 2.0, because what's her name? Katie, was it Katie Lee Ray? She's there now. Yeah. So, yeah. 
So it's kind of like saying, what? What? Because you haven't seen Walter yet. I mean, I guess he's going to, I don't know if he's going to, I don't know if he's just writing out his contract or um, he's just, they're just waiting for a spot for, to put him in NXT 2.0 or Raw yeah. SmackDown. So. Yeah, we'll see. I think it would be a loss to release him, but we'll Walter's, see what they do. They lose Walter, they're in big trouble. Walter is a mm-hmm. star. Yeah, Walter. Yeah. That yeah. boy, I could see him coming to Raw SmackDown and just owning it. <laughs> just yeah. the whole brand. Oh, if, yeah, definitely. If Vince, if Vince doesn't see Walter He's as a like star. Thanos man. of wrestling right now. <laughs> He doesn't like, need to have his fingers. He needs to chop you, and you'll find, you'll see you'll see the whole solar system within one snap. You'll be like, I just saw everything, my life and the solar system. Exactly. No, but I mean, he he looks like a monster. He uh, he portrays himself as a monster, and he wrestles like an absolute beast. So why would they not keep him? Uh, but yeah. yeah. And Vince Lowe, Vince Lowe's big guy. So there you go. You know. That is also true. <laughs> he, so. you just, you're just starting rumors right now. I don't know if it's... <laughs> it, it's obvious, Joe. Come on. We're just stating the obvious here. You know that mean? <laughs> it would show like, the little guy Vince is like... That's okay. And, they, and, and then they show wow. Vince seeing the big guy. <laughs> <laughs> hey, the whole 80s era was all big guys. Earthquake, Typhoon, yeah. like Sid Vicious. Like WWE was... The kings of kings with the big guys, Hogan, The Undertaker. Like, do, uh, you said you didn't watch wrestling back in those. Um, no, you, I'm trying to catch up, but it's a lot of material to look through. <laughs> oh, geez. If you have the network, you can catch it. If you don't, just go on yeah. YouTube. Just look at WWF. Into w, WWF 93 to 2000. They may have some. Like a breakdown video, what you missed. Yeah. No, I have access to network as well. So I'm, I'm trying to watch um, some old uh, shows now and then as well to, yeah. to get the history of things. There's so much yeah. good stuff though. Yeah. Um, so I'm, yeah, I, I kind of feel like uh, missed out, to be fair. Yeah. <laughs> Not finding this earlier, but that is what it is. Uh, it, they never had uh, wrestling running on their regular TV channels in Sweden at all when I grew up. No. It was, it was never a thing. I, I knew who The Undertaker was because um, you could see some kind of like small small uh, thing in the newspapers now and then maybe. And obviously the Benoit thing came up. That was kind of like the first thing I actually figured out what wrestling was because then, then it was a big thing that people were talking about. But mm-hmm. Besides from that, it was um, that's kind of like a blank in my entire growing up because, I mean, you did if you you had one channel I think in cable that had wrestling on middle of the night and that was about it. Hmm. By us, that's the Madison Square Garden Network. It would show like random wrestling shows at like nine o'clock at night, ten o'clock at night, or I'd be still up and they'd be showing ECW about eleven o'clock at night. And I'm like, I should be sleeping right now, but I'm gonna watch this. <laughs> yeah, you go next week. <laughs> Uh, who would yeah. you say your, some of your dream matches are? Ooh, uh, I, I mean, I have a lot of dream matches. Uh, <laughs> but, um, I would love to face uh, Jana Kai at some point. I think that would be a cool match. I have my eyes on Stephanie Mace as well in uh, WXW. Uh, I think that would be really, really cool. Um, Emeritus uh, from Denmark. 
would also be really interesting. And um, Re uh, Regina Rosenthal and uh, me have a, um, well, I mean, I've, I've been hoping to face her in the ring for a long time. It hasn't happened yet. So we'll see. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Is there anybody in America that you've been like going, hmm, only if they're here? Well, I mean, there's obviously quite a few. I mean, there's so much talent in America as well. I mean, Thunder Rosa would be absolutely brilliant, for example. Oh, uh, yeah. would love yeah. to face her. Uh, Everyone says good things about her, so that we interview. Yeah, so I've heard as well. And I mean, I, I really like her style of wrestling as well. Mm -hmm. uh, and I mean, this is so many good people. Uh, it's it's, it's kind it, it's a little bit tough to single out to, I mean, I could, I could go on for the entire, uh, well, until morning here, probably. <laughs> you yeah. respect you, Lynch. There you go. Uh, I mean, yeah, I kind of want to say that as well, but I'm a bit scared <laughs> too, because she's kind of like, that's the goat at the moment, isn't it? <laughs> I, I don't know why. I could picture her, like you, you, and, you, her, you and her in the ring. And then she starts doing her whole like obnoxious Becky Lynch, and you just roundhouse her kick. Bam! Plam around her butt. She's like, you claim your big house. Yeah, what is it? She's like, what? oh, you call Three yourself ink and blah, blah, blah. And you just you let her do her thing. And she says something slick to you, and you just turn around, roundhouse kick. Wham! <laughs> Knock the mic right out of her hand. <laughs> well, I mean, that's definitely doable. <laughs> You, I could, no, that I would, would be awesome. Obviously, that fight will be even because I know you, like your matches would be like super fun with her. There's a few wrestlers I can yeah. see you you going in at with in the, in the WWE. Um, oh my gosh, there's a few of them. I can't even think offhand. I had sorry, I had like a uh, turkey pot pie for dinner, so my energy level is like Thanksgiving. Oh no. <laughs> Well, it's going to be even better than when the Halloween candy comes in and, you know, get a sugar rush on that, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, it, it, actually, my mom got me a small bag of... I finished it yesterday. I finished it today. I think there was sadness underneath it all. What are you watching, Geek? <laughs> There's some <laughs> spooky music going on, I think. Yes, practicing the music. I wasn't, mom, yeah, the, uh, I wasn't watching nothing. Uh, peach, <laughs> peach, peach rings. These peach rings and oh, I love that's my favorite candy. Like, what is your favorite candy? I mean, I I have to go with chocolate on that one. Chili chocolate is the best. Ooh, chili yes. chocolate. Chili chocolate. That's a new one, right? I've heard of that is before. That? I've never heard of chili chocolate before. It's so good. I mean, I I obviously like um, quite spicy food as well. So maybe that's that's why I mm. I like when you spice up the chocolate as well, but. I, you should definitely try it. It is awesome. I'm not a spicy food person. I am. Yeah, with me. I'm half Puerto Rican, so like, I'm eating my rice and beans, and I'm like, I'm <laughs> making the face. I'm putting it in my hot. So it's like I'm being like the you know like a little girl with the comb and the meme that's like, that's like me with the hot sauce. I don't know why I'm making the face. Yeah. I'm like, I'm, yeah. I'm definitely on your side on this one. I, I mean, if I if I can drown things in like uh, strong spices, I'm very happy. I mean, I'm the kind of person that goes into an Indian and order the Windaloo and ask if they can make it more spicy. So, uh. yeah, some, you'll find some really like if you like you like Indian, you fan of Indian food. 
Yes, definitely. Oh man, there's a place in New York City. If you ever come to New York at the research, there's a Indian restaurant in New York that makes the hottest curry you'll ever have in your entire life. Okay, that's a good challenge. I like that. It's so hot, Alice, that when they're making it, they have to wear a gas mask so they're they don't the nose doesn't bleed. Okay, I'm definitely intrigued now. <laughs> Yeah, it was on the food. I, this is what I used to do back in the day. I'd sit and watch the Food Network or the Travel Channel at night. At like eleven o'clock at night, I'm watching the. I'm like, I'm such an idiot. The kitchen is closed, and I'm watching the freaking Travel Channel, <laughs> watching all these restaurants, and I can't eat any of this stuff. What the hell am I doing? Oh, I should not yeah, be invited to Joe's house. <laughs> I mean, isn't that what they say? That like yeah, watching watching food uh, networks and reading recipes and stuff when you actually are not cooking is kind of like uh, that's a that's a behavior that came uh, very much during like the nineties, isn't it? Yeah. And and then it was kind of like um, pe- people were um, saying that that was kind of like something people did to like it's a, a spare hobby basically. At least in Sweden, it was. Uh, so it's very weird. It was kind of like a, its, own, its own subculture for a while. It's all these TV programs just flooding in, and people are just watching them, but never cooked. And I—I I really don't get that. Yeah, it's like weird. Like it—it it is a little bit. On the other hand, people that never play sports watch sports on TV, so I guess it's not that weird, really. But yeah. <laughs> something with cooking that doesn't make sense to me. I, I mean, I love cooking, but I don't watch cooking shows ever. Mm-hmm. I was trying to say I shouldn't be invited to Joe's house because Joe would probably try to make something real spicy. And say, no, my mom not... is actually good. Like, can't say that. Mom and Panther. My mom. If no, no. I'm just it. saying. I'm just saying. Like, you, you yeah. say. Uh, you say it's not that spicy. What, Lance? What? It's pretty good, right? <laughs> my mouth is on fire. <laughs> my mom makes chili, Alice. That like. It's not spicy, but she has this. You could put. She'll she if you make. She'll put a little hot sauce in it, but she's a three-time chili champion. So my mom. Brilliant. Oh, oh, she's the queen. My mom's the queen of the chili. Oh my god, she can make a beef chili. She can make a vegetarian chili. Oh, oh so good. <laughs> so queen good. of the chili. That's that's a good gimmick. Queen of the chilies. Queen of the chili. (laughs) Yep. Another queen right there, Joe. Queen of the chili peppers. We were like, we we, we were just working with an indie promotion from Tennessee. I think they may follow you. Uh, You ever hear of uh, Liberty Pro Wrestling? Women's Wrestling? Yeah, I think I've, uh, I I don't know that much about them, to be fair. But I, isn't it like a blue logo, isn't it? Yes, with like a torch. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, exactly. He just had their owner on the podcast. And oh, cool. Think, yeah, he's, oh, my God. If you ever come to the States, they're, they're, in, they're in Tennessee. The sweetest man you will ever meet. Such a sweet guy. So he's a Southern gentleman. He's yeah. such a nice guy. He loves pizza. <laughs> <laughs> loves pizza <laughs> for a southern guy you think he'd be eating like ribs and soul food no 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 who doesn't like pizza though yeah well, there's certain people that yeah they, they like mm, pizza mm-hmm. so what, <laughs> kind of, what would you what do you like on your pizza alice 
Ooh, uh, well, I mean, it depends a little bit. I usually go for um, if, I, if I don't eat that eat that often. Unfortunately, I like the taste a lot, but um, you know, <laughs> try try to stay in uh, wrestling shape. <laughs> but mm. um, I, I like a lot of vegetable, on as fresh as possible. Usually, a lot of spinach and like um, feta cheese as well, and like those mm-hmm. kind of things. Raw onions on is absolutely super. Uh, so more like the Italian Italian style, and I like the thin crusted ones as well because I mean that's kind of how how pizzas are here when I grew up at least. Oh, thin crust, thin crust pizza. Yeah. I guess. there's yeah. one that that's in the states. I don't know if they do it where you're from. It's called a it's thin crust, and they put Sunday sauce on it. What is Sunday sauce? Sunday sauce is the stuff they make la, a lasagna with, like the meat that they use a lasagna with. Oh, They'll okay. A flat crust plate, like what you just said, thin crust, like almost like yeah. a flat Sicilian. And they'll bake it, like put the dough, make it like it's puffy. And then they'll take the Sunday sauce and put it over the cheese. So it's like that. Wow. Okay. Oh, it's so good. Oh, I've never seen anything similar to that. Here. It, it but it, it sounds up. really interesting. Yeah, you can look it up and see if they'll do it by you. It trust me. It we would we we whenever we would order pizza, we haven't did it in a while, but we would get it religiously and then have a nice glass of wine with it. <laughs> yeah. That sounds good, though. Yep. So there's a red wine, white wine too. Uh... I'm a red wine guy. You're a red wine guy, okay? Or, I, you know, like if if it, like depending on what people like, I'm not a wine connoisseur. My mom knows more about the wine. Like she has a book it's, just about how to pair yeah. pair the wine with food and stuff. Or um, there's a book that could pair. Yeah, it, it pretty much pairs the wines with the certain food. So there's a wine for burgers. Amat says. No, Sunday sauce and meat sauce, she says. It is. That's what it's called. It's it's but it's made it's the sauce that they would have used for when you're making lasagna. So it's like okay, like a bolognese type of thing. Yeah. It's like okay. a meat sauce. Yeah. Like, yeah. But ah, it has okay, tomatoes okay. and that's the Sunday sauce. Yep. You put it you put it on the pizza. Oh my god. <laughs> so I'm thinking about it, Mike. Doing it again, Joe. <laughs> yeah. Um. What? What else? Um. So we said we, we before the, you came on the air. We talked about you love Marvel movies. So who yeah. would you say? Who would you say your favorite Marvel characters are? Ah. Uh, okay. Uh. Deadpool. <laughs> Deadpool. I'm. I'm not skipping a beat on that one. Definitely. Uh. The swords. Be my favorite. Because he has the swords, right? Because of the swords, because of the, the little bit offbeat humor. Um, I mean, it's what's not to love about that game gimmick. I mean, character. Character. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, but um, no, I, I. It's just something about how how that character is written that appeals to me, and I think it's like it's like, like I said, it's a combination of the dark humor and. Uh, with obviously the um, the skill set and the the weapons and yeah it's it's the whole package basically, uh, but I, I mean obviously Black Widow is also a favorite. I think it's really cool with the strong female, 
as it is, especially in the movie universe. It's been, um, yeah, she's kind of balanced it out a little bit, I think, with a lot of things. And um, so that's also really, really brilliant. But if you look at like the Marvel um, cinematic universe and with the TV series and stuff, I think Netflix actually did an awesome thing with uh, Daredevil. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really like that series, how it was filmed. A lot of things I can see resemblances to to Japanese movies and stuff, and how they were filming the fight scenes. So um, that was also that was more for maybe not something I would have read so much as a comic, uh, but something that I really enjoyed watching when it actually came out. Uh, but when it comes to comic books, I uh, I read up on X Men a lot when I was younger, mm. so that was kind of my my go-to comic book as a kid. Hmm. So I, if you had I, I to be that, in one... Venom... Oh, go geek. Yeah. So, so I was going to say, Venom was absolutely my favorite character growing up. Venom, I think, and Silver Surfer, the, the old cartoon that they used to air on Fox. And then they ruined it and when he put him in Fantastic Four. Yeah. I've never been a huge fan of Fantastic Four whatsoever, not in any form. They're, the movies were in the... Yeah. Well, hopefully they can do something better for them. Yeah, they were supposed hopefully. to do something. The pandemic, I guess they canceled it. They were supposed to do No, it. no, it's still coming out, Joe. It's still coming out. But they canceled it. I'm like... No, no, it's, it's a pandemic, but it's like I think it's coming out either next year or two years. I forgot when it is, but they're supposed to make another Fantastic Four, and it's supposed to be in the MCU. Are, so. are they like, rebooting it again, then? They're re- yeah, they are rebooting it again. Yeah. So. Yep. That oh, reboot okay. button on all these franchises must be so busted up. They're gonna have to reattach, get a new uh, re. The reboot button has been pushed so many times with so many franchises. They're gonna have to unscrew the reboot button, detach the wires, and put a new button because every franchise is going. Oh, I don't like this reboot. I don't like this reboot. It's just like yeah, you're gonna break I something. Yeah, I, I kind of missed the time where it was like original movies were yeah. the staple and the the franchise was like the small part that you could uh, really geek into um but yeah i think we need more original content and original ideas as well in movies right now because there's a lot of the same ideas um just new, new actors a little bit new script but basically the same over and over and over again yeah. and i think that is a little bit of shame because i think there's still so much potential and so much ideas and creativity out in the world that just never gets screen time because no one wants to put the money in for it. Yeah, there's, there's supposed to be a remake Starship Troopers. Again? Yeah, again. No. It's a... Yeah, I, mean, I remember. Yeah, I used to love that movie. That was. Yeah, me movie. too. Well, the first one. Uh... The original one. The original one <laughs> yes, with uh, exactly. with Casper Van Dien and yes. uh, with Denise Richards, Denise right? Richards, yeah. yeah. And uh, that was so name? good. Yeah. This. The way the aliens were, they they were like look like giant like bugs, and they were just like, <laughs> I was like, oh my god. Yeah, that, that movie used to freak me out, <laughs> and the way they used to be like just scavengers, man. They used to rip those the body parts, like they used to go, rah, rah, like yeah. ripping body parts, and I'm like, wow, this that movie was brutal was for really, his time. That, that movie scene, is really graphic. There's one yeah. scene. When they show it on TV, guys, I remember that one scene. They, they can't even show it on this. The all channels that they, they show it on, sci-fi, the one scene when the guy gets murdered and the girl's like, no, he just, he just gets ripped to shreds by the bug. The first 
bug that destroys one of the humans, and he's a famous character in the movie. They can't even show the scene because it's, it's so brutal that they have to show the next scene when the girl's like, oh, my God, and then they show the funeral. They can't even show the scene. I'm like, why bother? <laughs> like, yeah. Well, that's what director's cuts is for. <laughs> yeah. Yep, 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 yep. That's like, it's like when they show RoboCop on TV. I'm like, it, uh, when I see someone says, oh, Joe, RoboCop on TV, I'm like, okay, let me see which one they're showing. Oh, you can't show the the nineteen the old school original RoboCop on TV. Geek knows I'm a diehard Ghostbusters and RoboCop fan. You can't show the scene where Murphy gets blown to hell on in that scene on TV. No way. This is yeah censorship. Yeah. Oh God! If you know Alice, if you know that scene where Murphy gets blown up by those shotguns, if yeah. The director's cut. Did you see the director's cut? I have seen the director's cut. Yes. Oh my gosh, his arm just gets totally blown to hell. Like it's this. Even you see, even see the little flappies on the side where the arm, the bone fragments. I'm just like, I didn't even know about that scene till a teacher in my school is like, "Oh, you like RoboCop? Do you ever see the director's cut? No, go buy it." All right. Oh my god, I was like, whoa. I mean, it does make a difference, though. It's kind of like you... I always feel like I want to watch a movie the way it was intended by the person creating it. Uh, it's kind of like it's, you want to, you want to, if possible, you want to read a book in the language it was intended to be read. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it's not always in, that's not always a possibility because of language goals, obviously. But um, it's still, if this book is written in English, I want to read it in English. And if it's written in Swedish, yeah, I'm going to read in Swedish and so on because you, you're missing so much in translation. And I mean, if you if you cut out a part of a movie uh, for the sake of whatever it is, and you, you're taking something away from from the from the actual creation, it's like pain, taking a pencil and drawing across a a painting on the wall. It's something about it, it's just not right to me. Yeah. This is like the movie uh, Justice League when they just re- remade the movie. I don't know, Joe. Did you see the new one or no? Uh, what? Which one's this? Justice, Justice League. Um, I think I did. The four-hour one. Uh no, I don't think I did. Dude, it, it's something you have to watch. No, I didn't because I don't. It's on HBO Max. I don't have HBO Max. Dude, it's something you. That's worth it to have HBO Max for. That that movie was so good, the way they remade it. And I I don't I like remakes too much, but Zack Snyder. It's Zack Snyder, right? Justice League, right? Mm. Yeah, right. So anyway, Zack Snyder's Justice League is a must-watch movie. If you any, if you love any superhero movie, it's must-watch. Cool. I'll definitely check that one out because I have not seen it. Do you have HBO Max or you don't have HBO Max? No, I don't, you don't unfortunately. Have, you don't have it in Sweden? or? Uh... Uh, you can get HBO in Sweden, but I don't have it, though. Uh, it's not one of the common uh, the common channels. Yeah. Cause, uh, I, th- I, I, I can probably find someone that does, though. I mean, I'll look around. No worries. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I think it's coming out on, uh, what is it, 4K Blu-ray? And uh, it's coming also out on... Uh, yeah, it's coming out 4K Blu-ray. So, yes, there's a lot of good movies coming out right now that are they're that are like coming out 
only the, the theater, like my go, my franchise is finally getting a, not a reboot, but they're getting their actual third movie put out the title, but Ghostbusters Afterlife coming out next month. I'm, I'm over the moon right now. I just can't believe I'm one. I just got chills. One month away from sitting in the theater and watching the bona fide third Ghostbusters movie. Okay, before I, I'm gonna go back to my Ghostbuster rant. Do you have any pets? Because our med, mod's head gonna is gonna sp- explode if you're watching the chat. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I do not have any pets at the moment. Or I do have cats, but they're actually live with my parents at the moment. Mm. So I have to relocate them because of a move. Oh, Katie, mm. what's your cat's name? No. Uh, well, they have very Swedish names, uh, Shokis and uh, Fegis, which is, uh, <laughs> which is actually, well, I mean, it's uh, w- one is called uh, Chicken, as in uh, scared, and the other one is called um, Chubby in Swedish. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> but they're very, very, very cute, but they're quite old now. They're, um, they're turning 14. So they're old ladies. Are they friendly or are they like, you know, like... They're super friendly. Uh, especially one of them. She's, she's like a small dog. Uh, she comes running up to the, to the door when you, when you get into the room and it's like uh, try to be in your lap all the time. Uh, the other one is a little bit more catty, uh, but still very, very friendly. So. Aww. But they, they like living with my parents. They get shrimps uh, basically all day. So, yeah. <laughs> my sister has two cats and her fiance has a cat. And now they are getting used to a girl. My sister's my sister has a girl cat and my sister's fiance has a cat. And now on TikTok, she, the fiance is showing the world how it is to live with two female cats and getting them used to each other. It's yeah. sad to say this, but it's funny to watch. <laughs> I can imagine. I mean, um, yeah, my, my, my kitties, they grow up together. They're from the same uh, litter. So that never was an issue, but I can imagine that being a tough situation to solve. Mm. Cats can be very territorial, and I've learned that the hard way as well. Mm. Bringing in new people in, in my life and stuff. So, yeah. Yeah. Who would you say your toughest opponent is? You ever fought? My toughest opponent is... Um, it, it depends a little bit about the definition. I say on a toughest opponent, I say the toughest occasion uh, to wrestle would have been in Scandigrap. Uh, the tournament that was actually quite recent um, where I ended up um, going to the finale and uh, the final match there two two matches before on the same night as well so quite beat up tired uh, and now we're in the finale uh, we're going for the grand prize and facing Carlos Zamora that was probably the toughest match I've ever had uh, he's obviously a phenomenal wrestler He's, uh, he's, he's a very similar background to me as well. He's a martial artist um, and MMA fighter as well. So, yeah, he's, uh, he's legit. He's as legit as they come, I'd say. Uh, 
So yeah, that that was a tough match for a lot of reasons, um, due to circumstance, due to the opponent. Mm. And what, what's it's... your opinion on? Sorry, sorry, Joe. Go, go, go with your fun question. <laughs> I was going to ask, what is your opinion on intergender wrestling? But <laughs> well, I mean, the thing, because the the way the um, the wrestling scene is in the Nordics, uh, intergender wrestling is uh, so common. It is not really a topic here. It's just a match. It's uh, you, you're a wrestler just like everybody else. Because in Sweden, up until very recently, we've been four female wrestlers that's been active, uh, four in the entire country. Which means if you just regurgitate the same matches over and over between each other, I don't think that would work the long run. And obviously, yeah. we instead we do a lot of intergender matches to to mix it up have different types of storylines, and that's the audience. There's no problem with that. It's never an issue. It's never an issue backstage or in the bookings. So it's just it's just matches. Um, but I do understand some promotions have different ideas about this. I do understand the concept of keeping it more um, like a martial arts uh, tournament, for example. You, you don't do intergender in martial arts, uh, usually, at least. At least not when it comes to to proper matches, and there is a reason for that, obviously. So it depends a little bit where you want to go with your promotion. I do understand that, but I do think intergender matches is um, at least for the type of audience we have here works really, really well. Uh, they respond very well to that dynamic because there is a different dynamic in the ring when you are of different genders or different different anything really different sizes it's kind of like the same you have the underdog situation going worse i mean david versus goliath one way or another so it's just a version of that basically mm-hmm. okay um have you ever like thought of coming to america like where like well, other than wrestling where you wrestle where else in the world would you like to expand your your wrestling style too. You don't have to be wrestling. You'd be like, you're you make a UFC. Where would you want to wrestle or fight? I mean, I'd I'd love to wrestle all over the world. That would be an absolute dream come true. But um, I mean, I'm first off. I'm looking a lot at the moment. Maybe going to uh, to Great Britain, possibly to Germany. Um, I mean, I've I've done all Nordic countries except for uh, for Norway. So I kind of want to go there just to have checked off the Scandinavian scene properly. Uh, but obviously, all all countries in uh, in Europe are interesting, maybe even quite close in time, hopefully. But long term, yes, Japan would be absolutely phenomenal to go Definitely. to. That would be that probably be the prime primary goal if going a bit longer. But and obviously the states as well. There's so many great promotions. Um, and I, to be fair, it's so many, I wouldn't even know where to begin, <laughs> but that, that would also be so fun and like travel around and wrestle maybe in different territories and, and do that for a little bit. So there's, there's so many opportunities. I mean, it would not, it would be really fun to, to try Brazil as well, but I guess I have to like learn or Mexico, sorry. I need to learn to switch it around a little bit differently. So that might be an experience issue. I'm thinking. Well, like if you ever go to like um, to Mexico, you would have to. There's some. Our last cast last night. It was so funny. We were talking, and somebody came in and said hi to her in Spanish, and we thought like, uh oh, great. Am I gonna call my my Papa Panther to come in and 
uh, read the comment, she was just like, she understood it. Hola, como esta? And I was like, do you know Spanish? <laughs> like, that's the one thing. Like, I say this all the time to wrestlers in the chat. Wrestling speaks all languages. Definitely. Yes. We, yeah. Especially New Japan. New Japan. Like, that's the thing. You said you wanted to go to Japan. I could see you going to stardom. Yeah. That would be exactly. That's one of the promotions that would really be a, like a goal uh, to go wrestling and like um, may, maybe do a tournament or something like that would be absolutely awesome. Mm. We'll see what happens in the future. I mean, it's uh, like you said, wrestling is uh, speaks any language. Like wrestling is a human language, I'd say. Yeah. Uh, Joe, Joe always yells at me saying, how is it possible you watch New Japan? I was like, you can't even understand it. I know it's in English, but sometimes I watch the Japanese commentary. I'm like, you're not understanding it. I'm like, I'm not understanding it. I'm listening to the uh, the way how they say it. Because yeah. I, I just yell, I just watch them just yelling at each other, and it just gets me more excited to watch the match. Exactly. You don't. You don't. The commentary adds a lot of flavor to to wrestling obviously but it's not necessarily something you need to understand i do agree on that and then wrestling plays on all like these basic uh, human emotions that everyone has it doesn't matter where in the world you are so it always kind of works yeah. if, if done correctly obviously it has to be done correctly because like nowadays with wrestling they they always have like a way to either make the fans very super into the match or they'll book a match that the fans are just like what the hell did you do don't there's some matches that make you just want to sit there and forget about grabbing your snack just watch the whole match then i'll grab a snack and then their matches they're like screw this match i'm gonna set up my whole kitchen and make 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 myself a meal i'll watch the next match yeah that's mostly raw yeah, oh my god, Raw. <laughs> I, I'm not up to date on Raw whatsoever. I haven't watched it in quite a while. It's bad. You'd yeah. be like, screw this. I'm going to make myself I'll... a delicious pizza. <laughs> I'll make the pizza. <laughs> I'll, I'll, watch, I'll watch the highlights on Twitter or Instagram or whatever and say, it doesn't look like, like I missed very much. No. That's why <laughs> lately we've been having our shows on Mondays, Thursdays, and Fridays because we're like, yeah, either the wrestlers are smart or we're just we're we're just picky as hell having our shows on the days of Raw and SmackDown. <laughs> we're trying to compete with them, but I don't think it's gonna work. <laughs> it won't work. Well, you never know. I mean, you have to start somewhere. <laughs> we still have people that that look forward to seeing us on Mondays and and Fridays early, but geeks jobs like like schedule changed so we can't do our two o'clock shows anymore kind of saddens me because i do a thing before the show and on two at, at two o'clock and i'm just like oh uh 158 hey guys see you later and then geeks on the screen what were you doing i was just saying goodbye to everybody oh <laughs> like now i had to wait till like eight o'clock just to say hi to him i'm like no <laughs> Oh. Yeah. yeah. Pops me out. <laughs> yeah. well, I guess it's time to relax a little bit. Yeah. 
Do you have any stories from training or in the ring? I mean, things happen all the time uh, in wrestling. So it's kind of, it's it's a little bit of overload, I'd say, on um, how much is actually going on within a uh, show. So it's yeah, stories. Yes, is there anything that would make sense to talk about like this? I'm not sure. <laughs> Oh, you could talk you could, uh, as long as you won't get you in trouble. You say, yeah, as long as you don't get you in trouble. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah. I think that's uh, that's probably okay. Yeah. Okay. No, but I mean, I, I I always have a lot of fun within the. I mean, both in the ring, obviously, with actual wrestling, and I enjoy it so much as as an art form and as something I can predict, um, something I can physically do and be within. Uh, but um, it's also everything around. The actual shows, all the fixing up the ring beforehand, taking it down, all like the camaraderie going on. Uh, so also, I mean that that makes the the entire wrestling scene here is everyone does everything uh, because it isn't a big production at, at least not yet. So everyone has to pitch in, do their part. Uh, but I mean that also means um, we're a lot of people doing a lot of things. Uh, within a very short period of time, not always as uh, structured as it maybe should be. Uh, so yeah, I've had people um, trying to figure out how to throw like uh, metal beams through the, if you, you know, you know, if you put the hatch on the car up almost mm-hmm. to the top and then yeah. trying to figure out if they can like throw them up on top over to, to fill the car when it missed something. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, obviously things happen in so many small things all the time. Uh, I mean, as you both very well know, I'm sure wrestlers are uh, around a bunch usually. Mm. <laughs> I can I kind of like to see it as my uh, my band of misfit family <laughs> um, <laughs> because we're all kind of like we're all, we're all a little bit weird in our own or quirky in our own ways, yeah. which I absolutely love. Um, but this is the dynamics that kind of build the product as well, and that's that's what the strings we play on to the audience as well and within within ourselves. So there, there's so many like small stories, small things happening all the time. But no, I, I don't, I don't, I don't think I have any specific stories like gotcha. that to tell. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. What else? Uh, do you, um, how did you come up with your gimmick? Well, the gimmick uh, to begin with uh, was um, was very much close to myself. It's, I mean, as martial artist going in, I started off doing my first matches in regular um, Thai boxing gear. Um, so that was more like a strict martial arts gimmick, kind of evolved quite quickly into doing like the more, um, like the more mystic type of martial arts with a the sword promos and like the black, a uh, little bit ninja-ish uh, get up and stuff. So that, like, it evolved quite quickly in that direction. It might evolve more. It might go somewhere else. Who knows? But um, that's the thing with wrestling. It's never as stable. It's always adapting and it's always evolving and it's moving forward, uh, both for individuals and like as promotions, uh, products. Um, so we'll we'll see. We'll see what the future holds there, but it started out being 
very close to who I am is still very close to who I am and uh, how I how I view the fighting part of my life because uh, that's very much I I see Alice as um, she has the same kind of goal that I have within wrestling she wants to be the best person there she wants to be the she wants to be the last person standing and how you interpret that can maybe be different but um, it's still the goal is to be the the best the best there is basically of course so i saw your one of your pictures on your instagram page you won a trophy mm-hmm. um, when, when you want to talk about that that i was like that's cool so cool that is actually really cool. That's the Scandagrap trophy. Uh, and that is for uh, Body Slam in uh, Denmark. Uh, they hold an annual um, tournament that, where they invite people from different parts of, um, of the Nordic scene and uh, not just Scandinavia, a little bit outside as well. And well, they bring people in, basically. Uh, so, yeah, that was... Um, that, that, that was the first time they had a female uh, in the tournament. Uh, me and a bunch of blokes, basically, uh, fighting it out. And, uh, yeah, I ended up uh, winning at the finale against uh, Carlos Zamora, as I mentioned before. So that was uh, that's also that, – that entire show is available on um, IWTV. Oh, I thought I seriously thought you were gonna say YouTube. I was about to say she's gonna say on YouTube because there's like all these shows now. Like, it, I believe this wrestling right now is like white hot. You can't go anywhere on the internet, on YouTube, on Instagram, on Facebook, or Twitter, and not find a promotion that you've never heard of. No, that is very true. Uh. I have a game um, where uh, if if I go in a car, I try to figure out if I look at the register plates and try mm-hmm. to see um, uh, if if the if the letters make up a promotion or not. And I mean, I realize I I have not enough knowledge to ever win that game <laughs> <laughs> in the setting I'm in. But I mean, it's so many promotions. There's so much I've never heard of. And I mean, this, this kind of feels like every three-letter three, three letter combination is a wrestling promotion somewhere. Mm. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, but, I mean, that's also a good thing, I think. it's uh, It should be. Uh, it, should, it should be different promotions, different styles. Because audience like different things as well. Mm. For sure. Like... There's certain groups that like death matches. There's certain matches that like cruiserweight matches, lucha. I like strong yeah. style. Strong style. Yeah. There's like yeah. diff- different food for different people. Some people like it hot like us, Alice. Some people like it soft like Geek. <laughs> strong style is my style right there. I love it. <laughs> uh, that's why New Japan fits in well with me. Yeah. I I agree. I like strong style as well, but I do like when it's mixed up though with the cruiser and uh, with the lucha. So it's a little bit of you have elements of different things within it. I'm not a huge fan of death matches usually. No. I'm okay with weapons and stuff, obviously, but um, yeah, I, th- I think I think there is a level where I lose interest. To be fair, 
Uh, I'm all, um, I mean, hats off to the people that want to put themselves through that. And there's obviously an audience for it that is burning for this. Um, so no offense to anyone, but it's, it's just not my style of wrestling. That's yeah. how it is. Hiromu has got to be the greatest junior, though. Say what? Sorry? Hiromu. You know Hiromu? He's got to be the great one of my favorite juniors. No. Now Hiromu from New Japan. Oh, oh, sorry. Yes. Oh, that's, yeah, he's, he's good. He's awesome. Like, how does he just do it? He does high-flying stuff. He does lucha stuff. And then he can go, mm-hmm. he could do, like, strong-style stuff. He's just putting his body on the line all the time. Exactly. But that's, exactly. But that's the kind of mix um, I like, though. I mean, it has to be. But he also makes it look, it, it, lo- it looks like it would be a fight. And that's yeah. the most important thing, I think. Because if you lose that element, then it it is something else. Mm-hmm. There's yep. no wrestling. Wrestling has to be a fight. I get it why they won't push him up because I guess he's very small, but he could really stand toe to toe with anybody. Yeah, he's great. Yeah, I don't think size should matters, but it's easy for me to say that it's a bit on the small side, obviously. Yeah, yeah, but he, yeah, I mean, like him and Dragon Lee is probably. Top my, one of my favorite junior matches easily. That's cool though. I don't think yeah. I've seen that one though, so I have to check it out. But you I have, don't know any, who it is. Any any of the Hiromu versus Dragon Lee matches or Takahashi versus uh Yes. Yes versus Dragon Lee. Awesome match, by the way. Or what's the other name? He had another name before uh Hiromu. No, Kamatachi. Kamatachi, yeah. Kamatachi was was his name before. Yeah. He's just awesome, by the way. There's so much talent there as well. It's kind of like, it feels like Japanese wrestlers up until AEW didn't get out as much. Maybe that's Mm -hmm. just, maybe that's just my perception of it. But um, I think it's good with more of a trade-off going on between the big promotions in Japan and in in the States. Mm -hmm. So I think everyone is going to get better by it. Definitely. So, so Alice has has a fan ever given you fan art of you that they've done or like made you like a pop of you? Have they ever done that before for you? It has happened. Yes, uh, fan art has definitely happened. I try to post it on my uh, Insta page as well when it comes up, um, or Twitter, depending on how I get it. But, um, no, but I think that's so awesome. Though I come from a family of uh, a lot of artists. Um, so I'm, I'm not specifically good at drawing myself. Unfortunately, I wanted to, I wanted to be a tattoo artist back in the day, but it never happened. Uh, but I, I'd real, I understand the mo- how much time it takes to actually produce something on paper that is not easy or on the screen as well, if you do it digitally. So I'm, I'm always very, very grateful for when people actually do draw something and, and and send it over obviously as well for just just for my enjoyment basically it's like it's it's really uh, that is really a awesome gift because a lot of time and effort going into that well if you think about it alice you are an artist want to know why to us what you do is art to us because you're in the ring wrestling to us is art and you paint your picture by doing your moves, your martial arts moves, 
and doing your character to us, that's a work of art, work of art to wrestling fans. That's so awesome to hear. And I definitely agree with wrestling is an art form and it should be, it should be treated with the same respect as other types of art forms should be. Um, hopefully that's, uh, I think you might be a little bit further ahead in, in the States than than Sweden is in that aspect. Uh, but I agree though. And it's, it takes so much out of the performer to actually do this and perform at a level under those circumstances. And I mean, it does hurt. It does take a lot of blood and grit to, to get where you are, if you're going to go up on stage as well. So yeah, it should be given more credentials for what it actually is as an art form. I agree on that one, yeah. but, but I really appreciate hearing it as well. So thank you for that. You're welcome. We love wrestling. We love, we all, we love the, make our wrestler feel super happy and super friendly and excited because we love wrestling. We always love, that's why I enjoy doing this more than anything because geek got me into independent wrestling and hearing about ring of honor going down. If it wasn't for ring of honor, I would not even know about the indie scene. I'm more of like an old wrestling fan. Geek knows I would Give him an earful about old school wrestling until he showed me Ring of Honor DVDs. And yeah. I thank him every time I do it. Thank you so much for getting me in the Ring of Honor. I would never know about indie wrestling. And now me and Geek are like the preachers on this podcast. Gotta watch indie wrestling. And that's even more why I love having wrestlers from different countries. Now, people like our friend Mima Mania that's in the chat. And our other friend from uh, Marauder. Thunderfeet. Thunderfeet and our other other friend Marauder, they would never know about wrestlers like you from like Sweden and, and Shorty from the UK and Kiara. They would never know who these people are. And Pete. And Pete. Right. And all these wrestlers that we've had on our podcast from different countries, they wouldn't even know what your promotion Power Slam is or Coventry Pro Wrestling or UK Wrestling. Or any of that stuff, or, or uh, CCW, CCW, yeah. C- Copenhagen Championship, Co- Copenhagen promotion. Like we pretty much opened the door for our friends to know about these indie promotions for different countries, yeah. and now who knows? This may lead to their fandom wanting to watch even more, want to buy the merch, and stuff like that. That's why I love helping indie promotion, indie wrestlers get their name out in America. So like, you never know what if you did take your trip and come to America and you loved it. And then you come to New York or Philly. And my friend's like, I don't know the wrestling show. I don't know anybody on, the, I didn't, nobody on this roster. He sees your name on a program and goes, Oh my God, Alice is here. Holy crap. I watched you on dudes at ringside. I got a chance to watch one of your matches. You're, you're so awesome. You know what I mean? Like, Yes, there's the butterfly effect, isn't it? Yeah, Yeah. big time. It's super big like that. No, but that is that is what is so cool. Like, well, podcasts and like guys like you giving the opportunity to get the name out. That is so important, especially to to a little bit of a forgotten regions that we are up north and probably other places in the world as well. We don't have the same reach. You are 
you don't get on the platforms as much. Uh, I'd say the only the only promotion at the moment that is uh, starting to get there and actually get on get on actual platforms and uh, streaming sites and so on that is Body Slam at the moment. But um, obviously, all promotions work in that work in that direction. You want to get out there, and all the wrestlers want to get out there, but it's very hard unless you you get an opportunity somewhere, and that's where. Like I said, guys like you, you give so much to the scene that way because you open up doors and open up opportunities. Mm. And um, that's kind of what, what we need right now, I think. But I, th- I think that I think the Nordic scene is uh, coming in strong. I think we're going to see a, a lot more uh, from from up north coming coming down to Europe and working there more, working in Great Britain and uh, hopefully soon as well in the States and Japan. and. Yeah. Because I I think um, it is a region that is a lot of interest because it has been forgotten, but it's kind of, it's starting to grow here. There is an interest, so hopefully uh, it will not be as out of realm as it might have been up until now. Yeah, and, and don't get it twisted either. It's like you're helping us as well. Definitely. I mean, because, I, hope, because, I, hope, I hope we can spread your name to the Swedish audience. That's why you're helping us today. out as well. So there you go. I mean, you could go to a show and be like, hey, to like, you'll be signing an autograph and be like, oh, you guys like, you like wrestling podcasts. Yeah, I do. Have you ever heard of dudes at ringside? Yeah, exactly. Dudes at yeah. ringside. Oh, there they are. You, as you say in the bottom of the screen, Alice. We're we're not only on Instagram, we're on YouTube, we're on Facebook, Twitch, Twitter, and like I if there was any other platform to be on, we probably would go back on MySpace. Greek made a giant joke one day. We were talking about MySpace. <laughs> like, Can we go on MySpace? It's still there. I don't know if you know is that. It? Yeah, it's still it there. It is still there. It's still it's there. there. Wow. Okay. <laughs> it's not the same. It's not the same, but it's like I don't know. I think it's for music. I think it's just for music, but I told yeah. you put us on MySpace. It may be because we're we're also on everywhere you can find a podcast. That's everywhere. on the bottom of the screen. Spotify, Spotify Apple. Everywhere. That's that's the way to do it, though. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. exactly the way to do it. So yeah, you're everywhere. I like that. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, I'm 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 not that good with social media. To be fair, I'm trying to be, but I'm. Very late into Twitter, for example, uh, it's not a huge thing here. So it took a while before I actually understood uh, the use that it has uh, within the wrestling community, especially. So yeah, I'm trying to trying to learn as well. Twitch would be the next thing that I assume, maybe. Twitch is Twitch is the way to go. Do you, Twitch is the way to go. Okay. Do you um do you play video games by chance, Alice? I do play video games, but I play mainly retro video games hmm. uh, I'm um, I don't have that much time to actually spend on gaming nowadays I grew up playing a, a lot of computer games especially um, so I, I do have that from my upbringing a lot but um, nowadays I kind of like I'm, I'm, I'm st- stuck maybe you could say a little bit in like the, the retro vibe of things I love like point to click games uh, more like the adventure type games. I, I something about that is both nostalgic and uh, makes me very happy and calm inside. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, obviously I play play other stuff as well, but not as as much at all. So 
I, th I think my favorite uh, favorite games of all time is still going to be like the point and click, like old Discworld games and uh, Simon the Sorcerer and uh, Monkey Island and those. It's like nothing beats those games for me. For me, it has to be the old school. It has to go like back to like Mario, Mario Brothers, like Mario Brothers 2 into 3. But the game that always, as a kid, that it used to always get me amped, anybody playing it, was NBA Jams. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. My <laughs> friend always gets so mad at me because I would know how to do the funky, cool dunks. I was like, I I do the breakaway, the speed. I I think it was like B, and I break away, and then I get to the line. Right before I get to the line, I do that. Whoosh, and then you see the, 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 the stars coming off the guy and powers the power dunk. And my friends would always get mad at me because I learned how to – because my, my cousin would always teach me, make sure you the best player on the team always has to be on fire. That's how you win the match. That's how you win. Like if you're being the Knicks, always play as Starks. Never play as he, Patrick Ewing because he's big. Because when you're Starks, you could go always cut the corner and three, do a three-pointer. You give the ball to Ewing, he'll dunk. <laughs> so, there you go that's an insider tip for you <laughs> there you go <laughs> how about awesome. you what's, what's your game what was your game of choice in uh, my game of choice was always would have to be Resident Evil 4 Resident Evil 4 that's the scariest game I've ever played I remember the, the way, yeah. these creatures that were made in the lab they would always chase me and you could never beat them <laughs> So you, yeah, did you ever complete the game then? I, I completed the game. I did complete the game, but yeah. it took it took me forever. But that, and I think Last of Us is another great game. You have to check out. See, I can't Alice wait for is the... with you. You win. Say what? Sorry. I said if Alice if Alice is with you, he'll win. She'll try oh, to yeah. Alice would take the sword. Uh -huh, like, uh -huh. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Definitely, like, <laughs> they should, they should do the the Resident Evil games as um, as VR games. That would be cool. Oh, that would be that would freak me out. <laughs> they, they freak me out. Have them? Do they? I, they just I just saw something on the TV. This person's going, huh, huh, and they look oh. back and they see the hands going over the screen, and then they go back. It says Resident Evil. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> I do like VR games, though. I think that it's really fun. They made, so that might they be made something an Insidious to game, too. Yeah. Sorry. They made an yeah. Insidious uh, VR game. Ah, check that this out. Came out. I think, it, think it's coming out in a, I think it's coming out this month or next month, Resident Evil. But I'm like, are you going to get a chance to... Is it like a first-person bang-bang game? Or do you like just walk around in the zombie world? Do you have... Guns, because you Resident Evil, you have to have guns. It has to have a whole setup, like. Yeah, you but do? you probably you probably have. I mean, I'm thinking the hand controls would work as the guns. I'm yeah. assuming. Yeah. yeah. So it should it would probably work out. Mm -hmm. But I'm I'm thinking you need to have a quite big space to play that game. Yeah. Because <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna freak out and knock things over. I'm pretty sure. Oh my God. <laughs> Geek, geek, geek lives in the geek lab, and he's not so much space. Imagine he does; he's walking, and he's just like, "I'm here!" Boop, 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 boop. Oh my god, that scares! Oh my neck! Resident Evil Four. If that was a VR game, I think I'd be so freaking scared. That game, I told you, it used to scare the crap out of me. I can't imagine just putting on the goggles 
and walk around. <laughs> no, that that is, uh, I mean, that is a source of nightmares without a doubt. I'd say. Yeah. That that would be like horrible. Like my case, they have a ghost those book. creatures. I used to have the 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 split face. They used to be like a regular person. Then they'd open up like this. And I'll be like, what the, fuck? yeah. <laughs> Like a, I think they even there was one that that I think it's called The Last of Us. Last of Us is a great game, by the way. I beat the whole game to that one too. There's another one that they're the kids are now playing on Twitch that you they you get um different you get a chance to do different horror characters. Like there's one for Jason. There's one for um, I think Pinhead. Are you talking about Fortnite? Not for no 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 it's a it's a it's a it's almost like Friday the Thirteenth, but you could choose different bad guys to be the killer. I haven't heard of it. I don't know if you ever seen that one. I have to find if I find the name, I'll send it to you later. Uh, if, in, yes. later on, or please do. It, Sounds like a good Halloween game. Oh my gosh, it's so creepy, but it's so cool at the same time. There's one of the characters they just added. I guess maybe last year, maybe like maybe like a month ago, they they added Ghostface. From Scream. Oh. oh yeah, you could be a ghost face. That's a classic. <laughs> oh, I love it. I'm like, I love it. <laughs> I love it. Especially they're coming out with the new one. I think they did that just to get the fans all wired up about the new Scream. You, you, you need you need the uh, the ghost face from Scary Movie too. Oh come on, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think that if they have like a phone and the person's lost, if you they ghost face, they have to add that voice. If you have a phone in the game that it goes like this, ring ring. Yes. What, what are you doing? <laughs> that voice. They should have like your your phone gets distorted and you start hearing. If you get as he gets closer, your phone starts getting really messed up and it's like, hello, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. That's that's uh, me and geeks like thing. We love horror movies. I I'm more like the the Freddies and like the Friday the Thirteenth, but I do like a mystery. Like, how'd this happen? Why would this happen in this town? That kind of movie, kind of like, kind of like it, which I it was hilarious. My dad's never seen the original It with with Tim, and I oh, I've seen that movie so many times, and. My dad finally, we, we we got halfway through the movie, and, we, and my dad's like, how long, much longer is this damn movie? And we put right. it on. It was like an hour more. It was like halfway through, and it was still an hour and a half left. I'm like, he's like, how much longer is this goddamn movie? My God. The original, it's long. It's like four yeah. hours. He was like, this movie's still going. He had this time. He's like, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. It's been so long since I've seen that. I don't remember it's that long, but I mean, hmm. Yeah, maybe, yeah. Hmm. <laughs> I mean, maybe I've shortened it down in my memory a little bit. Hmm. But um, I'd say when it comes to horror movies, I kind of like the more like psychological ones like The Shining or uh, I quite like The Thing as well. Hmm. So... But obviously, like uh, you, ha- you have Army of the Dead and uh, those kind oh, of ones Ar- are also quite, Ar- quite good. Ar- to be fair, Army of the Dead. Do you see that, Joe, or you haven't seen it yet? Sounds. I gotta get my dad. When my, when my mom goes away, I definitely have to remember to Netflix. watch a movie next week. With my yes, dad. Yes, that, that, that is a classic. 
Netflix, it's Zack Snyder's Army of the Dead. It's basically, let's put it to you this way. There's a rescue team. They have to go to Las Vegas, and they have a whole horde of zombies, horde of zombies. Mm. And then there's like, what? There's like a queen zombie, right? Right? There's, yeah, a, queen, there's, there's a queen zombie, right, in the movie, right? Mm. And they're all like super, like, there's like different types of zombies. There's fast mm. zombies, and then there's the slow zombies. And exactly. the chainsaws. That's important. Chainsaws are very important. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think some of them they, they talk. Zombies talking talk? that one. I never heard no. the zombies talk. Who are they talking that? They talk. Like, they, they don't. They don't talk, but they make like noises. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Not, no, they don't, they don't, no, they don't make the grunt noise. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's no the classic idea. noise, though. Yeah. But, I mean, best best zombie movie ever has to be Shaun of the Dead, though. Oh yeah. Shaun of the Dead is so funny. So funny. it is so funny. I absolutely love that movie. <laughs> it's kind of, and I can see like uh, the the. St- opening scenes um i can just see myself in the mornings <laughs> yeah it's like yeah that is exactly what would happen <laughs> it's totally funny with <laughs> that's me and joe in the apocalypse right there yeah all right, it's, all right right there it's like, it's like joe joe what do we do what do we do what do we do joe i don't know and then it's like throw something at him i won't just be throwing records he's, he's got bad <laughs> aim he'd miss the, the zombie completely like just the, the record or whatever he has him just go right over the right side of his head. It hit him, but it only go and catch half of its ear, and the ear would just like flop. And he's just and like, be yelling at Joe. That's the classics, Joe. What are you doing? He's like, what? <laughs> and I'm like, I got this. He'll he'll just bounce off him. I'm like, why is it bouncing off? It's not doing anything. What do we do? <laughs> Isn't there knives in your apartment, geek? <laughs> There's no knives here. <laughs> jumps off the building and goes, guys, back up. Exactly. Yes, you can just hear like the, the the first um, the first tunes of the, like, the immigrant song coming from out of nowhere, and then Alice comes down like, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> we're like, yay! Yeah, Alice comes to save us with the sword. She's like, there you go. That's how it's done. What would you do with all you boys? <laughs> <laughs> Saved your butt again. See, we have a movie script coming on here, I think. That's, that's, that's <laughs> I it, right there. A, I, I do write, Alice. I'm a writer. I, I've written, here we go, I've written three Ghostbusters fan fiction within a year. <laughs> Not this year, like past years. Brilliant. I, I have my own character that I created. He's up your alley. He's with black. He's dark. He died. He came back from the dead. His name the is... Bolt. The Bolt. Oh, Look at that. Yes. That's his origin. That's like when I first started him, I was a little kid. And then Geek knows all about the Bolt. I used to draw the Bolt when I was in college. I learned. I started the Bolt as like a teen. He got struck by lightning and he learned that he has powers. And as a teen, he slowly lost his powers and he learned how to fight like karate slash wrestling style because he liked wrestling so much. And then he stopped doing it because he was like, oh, who wants to be a superhero now? Nobody wants to be a hero. I don't want to do anything. So he just left and stopped doing it. And then he was walking one day and he heard somebody in a scuffle in a house and he stopped to go. Instead of calling the cops, he was like, I'm still a good guy. So I'm going to listen in. And he said, let me just back up and go. 
amid a bottle fall and they heard him bring him in the house killed him they and they took the guy he they were holding hostage out and he came comes back from the dead out of his somebody something comes through the wall and says you've been a hero all your life now you're a hero for forever you're the bolt yes the bolt's about six foot and about 900 pounds solid solid muscle solid muscle yes he can't die i i've had so many friends do this to me with the bolt they would go uh a truck will hit him and i'm like the boy the man will just do this crack 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 <laughs> oh blow the arm mafia will just kill him Again, the bullet holes will heal, and he'll just pop up, pop his shoulder, and pop the bullets out of his mouth, and just drop them in his hand, and just go, and these yours. And he'll just do this, and his chains will just come out of his hands, and just rip everybody to shred. But he has to have some weakness, though. Otherwise, it won't be a good story. He does have weakness, but it doesn't, you can never find it, because his, he's mental. His voice is so deep that it's just like by the time you find his weakness you're already dead <laughs> like, like he's so the way i when i created him i watched a lot of spawn mm. and like i got yeah. ideas of his character and his being how he died and he came back from the dead and he was a vigilante pretty much all his life that's all he knows is superhero, but he, the bolt came back, and the, when he came out of his original body, he was reborn, and he does not know his past. And in the story I wrote about the bolt, that in this story originally was just a new journey, like almost like a reboot, but not a reboot. Like it was just him here in Pennsylvania where I live, and he doesn't know why he's here. But I went back and said, if somebody reads the story. They won't know who the heck the bolt is. So I had to go back in the beginning of the story again and retitle it. It's called The Bolt the Beginning. So now it's the bolt back from when he was a little boy all the way to where he died. And then he meets a friend and then he disappears. And then he comes to Pennsylvania not knowing why he's he doesn't know his life until a girl touches him that has the power to uh see past see the past of some what is that thing when you can touch someone and see the life the life form huh. what is that uh what do they call that i don't know what it's called i can't think of it whatever the girl does she touches the bolt and she sees his life and he sees it and he's like, uh, uh, what is that? What is that? Uh, he, he doesn't know what it is. He doesn't know his life. He doesn't know where he's, his name. He just knows his name is DeBolt. That's all. And, yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's over. <laughs> that's a fun geek. That's a solid origin story there. <laughs> 
Okay. I, I have to say it because I'm the heel of the podcast. There you go. <laughs> he always has to make fun of me. He, he always, I'm always getting made fun of. Actually, I drew the scene where Maddie touches him, and she sees his his whole life right before her eyes, like a story. She touches him, touches that's him. Per, that's she, pretty good. That's a pretty good sketch, though, Joe. It's her hugging him, and everything that happens to him. It goes like a, you know how when they say when you say you, you see you know when you when you die you're when you you're about to die you see your whole life flash before your eyes, but yeah. she hugs him and she sees his whole life from when he gets struck by lightning to when he was a teen and became a bolt without the powers, and then she sees him right as the scene is happening when he dies. From the moment he sneaks in, the bottle falls to the moment where they drag him in the place, tell him, you saw too much, and they kill him. Yeah. Yeah. She sees everything that happens to him. And then she kind of like, you really were a human <laughs> like before this. Yeah. I got to somehow get it on... The, you have, I can actually have it on Facebook. So, do you have any upcoming matches or uh, or shows that you're doing? Uh, yeah, uh, actually, have the next uh, show is in Stockholm. So, it's my home home promotion, hometown, is on the 13th of November, and then I'm going back to Bodyslam on the 19th. So, those are my next uh, my next two shows this month. Uh, then have some things booked for next year as well. So we'll see. But yeah. we'll see what happens. I mean, it was it was uh, a little bit like I had so many different promotions and bookings coming up at the start of uh, 2020, uh, and then obviously everything just died out completely. Mm-hmm. So okay. it's, it's starting to pick up again now. But we'll we'll see. Um, we'll see how many how many promotions mm-hmm. I'll be working for in the future. How yeah. many actually still exists. I mean, I was a part of the Relentless roster in Belgium as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but hopefully they're going to start up next year again. Really, fingers crossed on that one. Um, so, yeah, they were quite new on the, on the scene as well. They've done a few shows and, you know. So, obviously, it's going to hit quite hard if you have to be at a standstill for one and a half year. Mm-hmm. Mm. But, um, yeah, it's, it's starting to look uh, a lot brighter for, for wrestling in Europe, I'd say. How, Finally, is it, is it better in Sweden now, uh, or are things getting better? Or, like, could you film in front of fans? Or uh... yeah, it's uh, actually been um, allowed with um, crowds without a lot of restrictions whatsoever since uh, September. So it's looking it's looking really good here now compared to how it did look. Obviously, it's still a thing, um, but most people are vaccinated and. Uh, there is it's not it's not that many restrictions still in place. So mm-hmm. uh, so it's looking good for shows and hopefully it's gonna keep being this way. I mean we we quite have it's gone quite far into the autumn now, so I kind of feel like if it would have been a backfire after the summer, it would have already happened. Mm-hmm. I hope. So fingers crossed, right? <laughs> yes, fingers, toes, <laughs> uh, tongues, whatever we can find. Yeah, everything crossed, ties. <laughs> toes crossed. <laughs> Arms. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Arms, legs, yes. 
no, but it's 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 a good it's it's a good feeling now. It's starting starting to happening again, basically, and um, uh, bookings coming in and people are starting to the bus is going basically, and there's a this huge surge from the audience to actually go to live events. Uh, people don't want to sit at home anymore. They want to get out and do stuff. Uh, so. Yes, it's very hard getting venues for that reason, though. Uh, everything, everyone wants to book as much things as possible, live music, events, theaters. Yeah. So this, uh, the venue structure still exists. It's, it's a hard, it's very hard schedule to get in. And it's also the limitations of actually being able to have a ring set up. Mm-hmm. It can't be, it can't be any little garage it has to be certain space and ceiling height and that kind of stuff obviously mm. so it is it is tough are, are they doing uh any shows outside where you are or they only do them inside uh, we do do them outside as well but usually just during the summer uh the weather here is not that as forgiving as, uh, yeah, it's as cold, one right? would wish. Yeah, it is pretty cold. Um, it's it's a few months in the summer where outdoor shows can possibly work. It's still a bit unstable weather, but it's at least warm. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, now it's we're basically just waiting for snow now. So mm-hmm. yeah. this is quite uh, dark and dark and wet and gray. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, not, it's not very fun to, to spend a few hours outside as an audience just standing around. So... No fun to wrestle in either, but I mean that's obviously a shorter term, a shorter amount of time. You actually have to be outdoors, uh, but still, it's uh, no, it, it's not. It's not the best location for outdoor shows. Uh, even if it would look quite cool, I think on pictures, like doing it in the snow, I think that would be a cool like visual, like the snow coming down and you have like the wrestling ring set up and people just fighting their asses off. That would be uh, a cool visual, but it wouldn't be cool to wrestle in, though. No, it would be absolutely horrible. <laughs> I wrestled barefoot as well, so I would probably lose a toe. Yeah, oh, you get like you get hypothermia, girl. No. Yeah, yeah, I know. Cool visual, no, but not, not cool to do though, right? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I think I think if we're gonna do that, we're gonna have to fake the snow. I think. Yeah, exactly. But also, with you, you can't even do it. You said you don't do death match. You would. You're not for death matches. You couldn't do because you would be stepping on glass and stuff like that yeah. too. With no shoes on. Oof. Yeah. I know. That's also. I mean, it's a certain risks you obviously do take in wrestling, but yeah, no, that's, uh, I don't think that's necessary, at least not for me, uh, where I want to go with my wrestling career. So, yeah, no, but I mean, I'm, I, I honestly, I'm a bit worried every time I'm actually outside the ring even, because you never know what you're actually stepping on. And sometimes you, I mean, people spill beers and uh, whatnots on the shows as well, like, I'm I'm always scared I'm gonna step into something like slippy or sharp and then get back into the ring and like either either have a lot of uh, fluids from whatever on my feet or or even blood and then slip on the ropes and something sure. bad is actually gonna happen. So that's kind of like always a little bit of a worry. Yeah. But it's gone gone fine so far. Yeah. Uh, I do prefer going back barefoot though. It's I think that's kind of like with the martial arts background. It's it's more natural. Not having shoes on. Yeah. But uh, where can people find you? People can find me on uh, Instagram uh, as uh, Alice underscore Ink underscore, or on Twitter it's uh, at Ink Alice, or on Facebook. And you have you have merch or? Uh... 
at the moment i'm uh, i'm a bit low on merch i usually do have t-shirts but um, you can you can find pictures on them on my social media um right now i'm out of stock which okay. is a luxury problem obviously uh, that's good and bad that means you're selling i, I was gonna say that yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> popular wrestler there alice in, uh, in stockholm if you you're all out of t-shirts so that's doing that, good that's <laughs> that, good. Is that, that is pretty good this is a very cool bad. design as well <laughs> that means you can't sell anymore now <laughs> no exactly. so that's kind of bad <laughs> no but it's it's actually a friend of mine the standard design uh the t-shirts he also does designs for um for heavy metal groups uh okay. stuff. it's called sweet defector on instagram so he has a lot of cool stuff they definitely check them out then we definitely me and joe definitely want to thank you for staying up late to talk oh, to thank us thank you so much <laughs> thank you so much you have it's no been idea. so much fun thank you and uh you enjoy the rest of the day and i'm gonna go to sleep and get a few hours before work, I think. <laughs> all right thank you so much by the way thank, Later. You, thank you so much bye. bye that was a fun that was interview, so much joe. fun we talked yeah. about everything everything joe so you guys go donate to us at http streamlabs.com slash dudes at ringside http streamlabs.com slash dudes at ringside joe take it away well unfortunately uh yesterday uh liberty pro day ended because we couldn't get anybody for friday but we do have a wrestler from florida coming on the podcast tomorrow from CCW, Anna, is it Anna? I say the name Anna wrong. Diaz. Anna Diaz. So we will see you Friday.